0: Awesome. Hey, so if you attended Winter Retreat, come on up front. And uh, you see, yeah, we had some, we had a lot of fun at Winter Retreat. We had an awesome worship team, and uh, the speaker was really cool. But we also had some adventures in the woods, so you'll hear a little bit about that. Some really fun stuff that went down. Yeah, I see some coughing. I, I didn't say anything. I just said we went to the woods. So, hey, thank you guys for coming on up. Um, hey, so I want to pass it down. Get us. You can get us like a little bit of music, just a little bit of... Uh, hey, step in into the light. Step into the light. Okay, I want everyone to see you. Okay, so this is uh, some of the, some of our guys. Yeah, give it up for them for coming on up front. They're, uh, they're doing whatever up here. Hey, so um, like I said, to, kind of tonight is like I want our whole youth group to kind of share in the experience that you guys had. So why don't you guys kind of go, we'll, I'll pass the microphone down. Tell me something that was like really fun, something funny, just like a fun memory maybe that you had on retreat. What was fun?
1: I let someone else say that. Uh, someone that was really fun was uh, just having everyone there, seeing how everyone was actually having a good time and enjoying themselves.
0: And yeah. Cool, awesome, being with our whole group, Joey. What do you got?
2: Well, right now my back's a little sore. I carried the volleyball team. If you didn't see that.
0: Uh, oh, okay. Just
2: saying, just saying, because that was probably my favorite part: volleyball and trashing people's rooms. That was, yeah.
0: Yeah, if you saw in the video there, we had we entered a volleyball tournament, and our entire team, we had matching t-shirts. This was the shirt right here, SL Youth, uh, designed by my wife, it's amazing. And uh, yeah, we, we were like intimidated, uh, intimidating. Other youth groups were coming up to us like, who are you guys? Like, Because we were like doing workouts and stuff before we went up, it was pretty fun. What about you, Yvonne? Something that was fun that happened at retreat?
3: Um, I think it was the second day, I think dinner, when everyone was trying to break, prank Josiah or Emily. With their food and Josiah kept finding out and she continued to eat it and then Donald I think ate chocolate cake with lemon juice in it yeah. I th- and then and then Ulysses gave us crickets to eat and you know yeah they just ate crickets which is fun
0: yeah come to winter retreat you get to eat uh eat crickets they're like flavored too they have like bacon flavor garlic cheddar salt and vinegar crickets Hudson that sounds like that's up your alley all right, uh, Donald, what was what was something that was fun at Winter Retreat?
3: Um, when Emily fell in the woods. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Emily <laughs> fell in the woods? What do you mean? What happened? Can you elaborate on this?
3: <laughs> she was wearing slippers. And... All
0: right, so we decided to go for a hike in the woods. It's Winter Retreat. There's snow everywhere. Everyone's in snow boots, snow gear, winter coat, Emily. Decided to wear her <laughs> snooks, <laughs> her slippers, and uh, she didn't slip once. Isn't that right, Emily? You didn't slip once. Josiah, what was something that was fun at Winter Retreat? What was fun, fun memory?
3: Oh, we put crickets in Chris, uh, uh, um, uh, what's the name? No. Yeah. Oh, wait. We- no, I put in so much bread, Christina's
0: crit cri- So you put crickets in somebody's bread. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. All right, and uh, Emily, what was something that was fun at Winter Retreat? Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. Giant Uno. What? Giant Uno. Giant Uno. Oh, yeah, that actually, that also made it to the video. Um, here, wait, why don't you, like, step over here? Because it's, like, weird in that corner. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, so... Some fun stuff, uh, you know. We do other events that I would love for you guys to be part of. So you know, we had a good time as a group. Greg, that's probably like the best part of this event. That's a picture of our whole group that was there that weekend. Um, but it wasn't just it wasn't just fun and giant Uno. I mean, I really felt like that it was a powerful weekend and God really moved. So I, same thing. Let's we'll start on this end over here. Um, what was something that you guys, I asked you guys to kind of think about something. Maybe, hopefully there's something still over the last couple weeks that has impacted you. But think about worship, the speaker that we had. I think he was really awesome. A lot of people in our group connected with him. He was like polar opposite of the person who spoke last year. So what was something that maybe the speaker said or something you experienced that was just kind of impactful for you or something that you remember, whatever, something like that, that, you know, it'd be cool to share with the group. I don't remember anything. You don't remember anything? That is the wrong answer. I don't want to hear that. I haven't really. All right, so let's start with Yvonne.
3: What's the guy's name? Okay, um, Jamel, not Jamal. Jamel, uh, <laughs> he was, I liked him a lot, but he was way better than the previous years that I went because I feel like more kids are like and youth leaders and teenagers connected with him about what he was speaking about. My favorite part was when he was talking about for us to, I give my heart to God when we all were in a group, you say your name. I used to say I am now following God which is the best part because we heard other kids saying about their lives and what was going on and they said they finally give their life to God and is ready to step forward to him which was kind of awesome because like you don't you don't know what like's going on in other people's lives so to hear that from other people like you can connect with them cuz maybe you feel the same way and you were too shy to say something and they said it and it was like oh I found or I feel feel or found someone that like, connects to me with the same issues that I had. So that was nice, I like that. Um, Worship was really fascinating. On the second day at night time, people were on the ground crying. And screaming,
0: was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and um, yeah. Yeah. So it was. It was a cool time. Uh, God's presence was really moving. I think during worship, and that's what Yvonne said, which was cool. There was a time he was really challenging everybody. Hey, if you say you want to make your life different and you want to follow Jesus, like. I'm going to invite you and you just like pass the microphone, say it if that's you. And it was like, you would just say like, hey, my name is Matt Jones and I'm I'm giving it all for Jesus. So that was kind of what Yvonne was talking about. It was cool. What about you, Joey? Something that was impactful, you remember? Uh, he
2: told us to put, um, what is it? Uh, Adobo on everything. Adobo. On every food. Adobo. Adobo, Adobo on every food, which I already knew partly because that's how you make a fire cheesesteak. Just a pro tip for everyone out there. But um, one thing I really, I feel like took away is, well, other than uh, the speaker being very different from like the previous years, I feel like he was more interactive, more getting us involved during the sermons, rather than just throwing information at us. And he also was really relatable, and he actually was really funny. But um, yeah, besides that, like everyone else is saying, um, the second night, there was just like, I've never seen that many people speaking tongues, which is really cool for like, you don't know, it's just like you talking to God. Uh, verbally which is really cool so i thought that was really powerful and yeah
0: cool awesome greg what do you got for me um
1: what joey stole what i was gonna say um what really impacted me was um see was as matt said you were like saying you had to say your name and then say i'm all in the amount of people that said it it was about, how long were we there for? Like an hour and a half? It was like an hour and a half of us standing in front of a stage as everyone was fighting over basically mic. And I really loved that to see how many people were, who were all about it, who were like, I'm in, I'm devoting my life to God, basically in that moment. And everyone was like, should I do it? Should I do it? And I was actually one of the people that did it.
0: Yeah, it was cool. We, everyone passed the microphone around. It, it was almost everybody in that room, I think. Yeah, so it was like it was like close to an hour of us doing that. Awesome, guys. What Something that you remember? Something that impacted you that you can share with the group?
3: When he told us to put five fingers on the Bible to
1: actually like,
0: be closer to it. Right, yeah. He had this illustration about how many fingers anyone uh, you have on the Bible. Anyone have a Bible on you really fast? I don't have mine up here. Anyone have one in your pocket? Your phone? Okay, I guess we can use the phone. All right, it's well, just a phone. All right, it's okay. All right, I'll use your phone. So, like, if you have two fingers, like, how hard you can, like, easily grab that right out of my hand. If I have three fingers on it, I, I got a little bit more of a grip. So he was saying you need to have five fingers on the Bible, on the Word of God. Oh, my gosh. What am I doing? Oh, I'm not going to... I'm just going to hand this back. I don't have an iPhone 10. I the iPhone 7. So it was, it was a cool illustration, and that was really impactful. Awesome. So, Donald, anything you got for us, something that you remember, something that impacted you? Uh-huh. <sighs> was uh, Did you enjoy the worship experience? Was that, like, really cool?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome, cool. All right, and hey, uh, last thing. Like, so now I won't make everybody answer, but um, for anybody who didn't go to winter retreat, like, what would you say about like, hey, going next year or like at the next event? Like, what would you say?
3: You should go, no doubt. Uh, it's fun, and you like you meet new people also, and from different youth groups and churches, it's fun.
2: Uh, I feel like one of the biggest things is people like are afraid to spend three days with people you don't really know that well, but that's like the whole point of retreat—to meet uh, people and become closer with the people around you. So therefore, you have other friend groups than beside like besides the people you hang out with at school. So don't be afraid to go just because you don't know like people like they're not your best friends. Like it's a good experience.
1: Um, I've been going to a youth group, not just this one. I went to another one. And I've gone every single year that I've been in youth group, and I think I've been in youth group for at least five years. So I highly recommend it.
0: Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for sharing. Hey, give it up for these guys, Sharon. Uh, what we'll happened at a Retreat this weekend? All right, you could play that bumper. One of the ways that we grow the best is when we share what God has done in our life. Man, it kind of helps you grow personally when you talk about it. Even if you're like trying to figure out, you're not 100%, you can't put your finger totally on it. But when you say it out loud, it's like you're putting words to something. It's almost like when you journal, you write something down, you you put words to it. You kind of understand it a little bit better. It helps you think about it and process it better for yourself personally. So that's one way that we grow, but it helps other people grow, too. And I hope if you heard some of what they shared about Winter Retreat, I hope that inspired you a little bit. Maybe that encourages you to, in your own walk with God or wherever you are in your relationship with God or church. Bless you, Hudson. Everybody say one, two, three. Bless you, Hudson. Awesome. Yeah. So God has blessed you. You know, you know how that started, right? Because the rumor, it, people used to believe. I, guess, I don't know if this is true. Yeah. Your heart. Yeah. So, like, you should die when you sneeze, so it's like, God bless you. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool little, okay, fun fact. So, here's, here's what's going on. We've been in this series. It's called, what's it called? Oh, that's the Sunday one. Hey, way to pay attention, though. Oh, that's a walkway point. Hey, let's go. Give me a high five. Life changes, God doesn't. Yeah, that's the walkway point. Yeah, Sunday church, that was cool. Okay, no, no, but our Wednesday night series has been subject to change. Right, that was the first walkway point. Life changes, God doesn't. You remember any other walkway points? Got anything else? We had another two. They were good. Words? So, the, the bad week? God loves you. All right, that's no, okay. I just was filling it out. We've said life is subject to change. Kind of like, you know, when you download an app on your phone And it says, like, agree. And you're like, I don't read any of that. You just, like, skip all the way down to the bottom. You press agree. And so, but at the bottom of all those terms and conditions, it will say these terms are subject to change. Like, so, oh, we can just change it on you. And life is the same way. Hold your question uh, just for now. So, life is the same way. Now, here's the deal. When change comes, we said this in week one, change can be good, change can be bad. But a lot of times, change can be uncomfortable, right? I mean, if you're going through... Like an experience or a change or a situation, it's like, man, I don't want to deal with it. It can be inconvenient. You can feel like, uh, maybe like, I don't deserve this. Maybe recently you went through like a move. Maybe your family moved. Maybe you had to change schools. Maybe it's even a church thing. Like you went to a different church, now you go to this church or something like that. I don't know. But if you experienced a move, it can feel like uncomfortable. Like, I don't like this. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, my life was one way, now it's another way. So now it kind of feels like your life's upside down. Maybe it's through, maybe you recently experienced a breakup. Like maybe you never really made it official. Maybe you did make it official, but you were with somebody and now it's over. And it's like, that's a change. It's uncomfortable. It's not something that I wanted. All I wanted was to kind of be with this person. I wanted them to care about me the way that I cared about them. And it ended. and Uh, this isn't what I wanted. It's a change that you're experiencing. Maybe you're just dealing with some kind of jerk at school and that's all it is. But man, you're like, I just wish I could go to my science class. Like I don't even like science. I just like want to get through the class and leave and forget about it. But it's like this whole thing. Every time I walk into class, it's like a pain. And like, why do they, why do they have to target me? I just want to ignore them. a A statement. All right. Give me your statement
3: is that for the last two weeks or whatever, we've been doing the story about the kid who got sold to slavery, and then he grew up, and he did
0: everything. That's right, that's right. All right, you're you're trying to get the summary. That's where I'm going, that's where I'm going. Here's, Here's what I want to talk about tonight. When we're experiencing changes in our life, which has happened all the time, that's our series, Subject to Change, it can be uncomfortable. And when we get uncomfortable, man, we start to focus on ourselves. We start to focus on what I don't like, why I don't deserve this, why it's inconvenient, we stop thinking about other people, we start thinking about ourselves. But here's the deal. The truth that I'm trying to get at is, is this, that God may have actually put you in that situation, not for your sake and not for your benefit, but maybe for the sake of someone else. Maybe God has allowed you to come to where you are right now because he's trying to reach somebody else through you. When we, when we go through a change, man, it's like, I don't want to focus, like, you're just focusing on yourself and why you don't want to deal with it. Man, um, I shared this story once, like, I don't even know when, so I don't even know if I share this on a Wednesday. Um, Wednesdays, I always need coffee before youth group, because how else am I going to deal with you people? I mean, I seriously I need to get pumped up. So I went one time on a Wednesday to Starbucks to get some coffee, and I walk in the door, and instantly, they're like, Matt awesome that you're here. I'm like, what's going on? So turns out a friend of mine, his car didn't start and he needed a jump and I have jumper cables. And that's like a curse. When you have jumper cables in your car, you just jump everyone's car. It's just like a curse. And so I was like, okay, perfect. But it's Wednesday. And so Wednesday's like not a good time for me. Cause I'm like, I have to be at youth group. Obviously we have to set up. So by the way, shout out to the setup team. Thank you. And I was like, man, I have to go. This is not convenient. I don't really want to do this. But he was like, Matt, I need a jump. So I was like, should I say yes? Like, okay, yeah, I'll help you. So we hook up the cables and then his car doesn't turn on right away. So I'm like, "Ah, great. So I was like, you know, sometimes you have to let it run for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So we're just sitting there and I'm getting like anxious. You know what I mean? Like this is inconvenient for me. I don't want to do this right now. I have to go somewhere. I have to be somewhere. So we're standing there. And he's like, oh, so what are you doing the rest of the day? So I started telling him, like, oh, well, I'm going to youth group. You know, I started telling him about whatever series we were doing at that time. I was like, yeah, no, here's what I'm talking about at youth group and blah, blah, blah. And I just started telling him, like, what God's doing in my life, even though it was totally not what I wanted to do. I was not comfortable. I was like, I got to go. But it opened up this whole conversation. And he started telling me about where he was with God. He's like, dude, I know I have to get it right. Like, I, I know I have to get to church. And like, he was like, Matt, it's like so cool that like you're passionate about God. I mean, like, that's really crazy. And I'm, I'm like, okay. So we end up having this whole conversation about God and like how Jesus loves him and, and this whole thing, all because my life, there was a change that I experienced that I wasn't ready for. I didn't want to deal with it actually in that moment, but God actually wanted to reach somebody else through me. And I think that can be true for your life as well. Yeah, we've been talking about Joseph, and Joseph, uh, right, he was a kid, he had like 11 brothers, he was his dad's favorite, he gets that like really cool robe, remember I brought in a blanket, yeah, he had dreams, and what he did, he had dreams from God, and he bragged about them to everybody, he's like, yo, I'm gonna rule over you, I'm the best. That's right. They sold him into slavery. I mean, how dark of a place do you have to be? I know Damien's thought about it before, but you're not going to really do it, right? I I mean, I hope. Don't answer that question. If it's a yes, please. Okay. (laughs) It's illegal. You can't do it. Yeah, I guess it wasn't illegal back then. So what's your question? Uh, All right. So what happened after he got sold to slavery? Wait, Damien's got it. Tell me. Shout real loud. That's right. Okay, but yeah, it wasn't the king. Who was it, Hudson? Who was it instead? He didn't get. He didn't work for the king till after he got thrown in. Right, right. So, do you remember who was he worked for? Uh, Yeah, the bodyguard. It was the captain of the king's bodyguards. Right, right. But yeah, but otherwise, on point. Yeah, he's like doing great, and then his wife has got the hots for him, and she's like, "Sleep with me." He's like, "No." So she rips his clothes off. She says, "You tried to rape me." So he's in prison. But then what happened? What happens after that, we kind of talked about it last week. Does anyone remember where he ended up last week? Harrison, give me, I know, you just went, Damien. Give, give me a. So,
3: so Joseph started to interpret dreams in the prison, and then they all got out of prison and stuff, and they were having a good time. And he was really, like, good in prison, and the warden made him his assistant or whatever, like the other guy did.
0: And then what happened? Who did he, whose dream did he interpret? He
3: interpreted the king's dream or the pharaoh's dream later when the cupbearer who interpreted his dream earlier. Right.
0: So he went to pharaoh. He interpreted pharaoh's dream. He's like, hey, there's going to be, it meant that there was going to be a famine. And uh, he ends up getting promoted to Second second in command. Right. So Joseph's life Is the You guys remember really well, so that's awesome. I'm really proud of you guys. Uh, Joseph's life is the perfect example of a life that is subject to change. We talk about, man, changes happen all the time in our life, and uh, the same thing happened to Joseph. Now, here's uh, his story's not over, by the way. Next week, we're going to talk about the next chapter in his life. God had to deal with some things in Joseph's heart that he hadn't dealt with, and we're going to talk about it next week. But here's what I want to talk about tonight. What I find interesting is that at the lowest point in Joseph's life, when he's in prison— that God was still trying to do something in him. To, uh, uh, God was still trying to reach other people through him. So here's the deal. Joseph is in prison. Joseph is not living his best life. And here's what happens. Here, we'll, re, we'll read like one section and then we'll try to wrap up. We'll try to make it quick so we can get small groups and then get the ADD out. I know, all right. Can, can, you like, can you stick with me for like this part of the story? You guys got it? Yes, no? Okay, if you say yes, say yes. Okay, if you don't want to, then don't say anything. Okay, so, here, so here's what happens, right? Joseph is in prison. The king's cupbearer and the king's baker are there, and now, like, Joseph, because he kind of half-runs things in, in the prisons, like, he's taking care of him. Here's what happens. While they were in prison, the cupbearer and uh, the baker, this is Genesis chapter 40, verse 5. While they were in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night, and each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph saw them the next morning... He noticed that they both looked upset. Why do you look so worried today, he asked them. And they replied, well, we both had dreams last night, but no one could tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Go ahead and tell me your dreams. Now, here's what I want to point out. Joseph is not entirely sure what God is doing in his life at this point. Joseph's in prison. He's a slave in prison for doing the right thing. He's really not sure what God's doing. And if that was you, I don't think you'd be sure. Maybe you're here right now and you're not sure what God's doing anyway. So you can relate to Joseph. But even though he didn't know what God was doing, he was still focusing on God's will. He was still looking around to other people. Even though he experienced change, he's looking to see what other people are going through. I think it could have been easy for Joseph to totally just ignore these guys. Like, oh, they look like they're really upset today. This is, that's weird. I'm not gonna talk to them. Or it would have been easy for Joseph to say, Why should I help anybody else? I don't deserve to be in this prison. This isn't fair. I don't want to deal with this. Maybe you're here and you've been like that before. You come in like you have a mopey attitude. You're like, I'm not happy about this. I don't want to deal with this today, so I'm going to give everyone a bad attitude. I'm going to give my teacher a bad attitude. I'm going to give my mom, my youth leader, a bad attitude. Why? Is it their fault? No, but you know what? I'm not happy. And so you can act that way. I think Joseph could have acted that way, but he didn't. Instead, he he reaches out to them even though Joseph was uncomfortable and his life had changed drastically he still looked around and reached out to the other people who were around him I think it would have been easier for him to totally stay silent man how many times have we been in school and we see somebody who looks like they could probably just use like a hey man how you doing but we're like I don't want to be that person I don't want them to think I'm weird I don't want them to judge me hold on to your question but yeah oh yeah Oh, oh yeah yeah if that's you yeah we we've all done that before right so let's let's uh, finish the story. Let's keep going in the story. Verse twelve, um, uh, or we'll, oh no, yeah, Joseph. Uh, he interprets the dreams. He says like you're going to be restored to Pharaoh. And in verse fifteen or verse fourteen, please remember me and do me a favor when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now I'm here in prison, but I did nothing to deserve it. And so Joseph, he's still not sure what God's doing. He's, he still feels like, I don't deserve this, but he's still living on mission, and he's still looking around him. So uh, Genesis chapter tw- uh, 40, verse 20, Pharaoh's birthday came three days later. He prepared a banquet for all of his officials and staff. He summoned his chief cupbearer and chief baker to join the other officials. He restored the chief cupbearer to his former position, and he could hand, uh, uh, again, Pharaoh his cup. But Pharaoh impaled the chief baker just as Joseph had predicted. That's not funny. I just, I I laughed because we didn't talk about it and then he just died randomly. It wasn't random. Joseph predicted it. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. So this story, it's all about Joseph's life. And so it's kind of focusing that even though the cupbearer moved on. He forgot about it, but we know how the story keeps going. The cupbearer will eventually remember Joseph, right? So God's kind of moving pieces, and God's doing stuff in Joseph's life, but I think it's crazy that Joseph still wasn't just looking at himself. He was looking at other people. He was looking at Uh, out for what God's will was. And this idea is all over the Bible. It's in the New Testament as well. Last week we read from the letter written by James. He was like Jesus's brother, half-brother. So today I want to read a letter, uh, part of a letter from Paul. He was a church planner. Here's what he said. He's kind of the same thing. Paul, for being a Christian, he like got beat up. He was arrested. He was stoned. He was rioted against. He had lots of problems. He had lots of troubles, but this is his perspective on his own suffering. Here's what he says, 2 Corinthians 4, 17. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. And so Paul saying, man, even though I'm suffering right now, even though I've gone through changes right now that are uncomfortable, I could focus on that. I could focus on myself, but instead, I actually focus on God. I focus on what God has for me. Instead of focusing on my trouble, well, it's gonna go away one day. Like I'm gonna focus on what God has for me, just like we saw Joseph was doing in his story. And so what does that mean for us? I want you to think about something that you're going through right now, a situation that you have, a change in your life, something that's uncomfortable or inconvenient or you don't want to deal with it. Okay. I want you to think about something that you're dealing with that that maybe is, like I said, uncomfortable, inconvenient, you don't want to deal with it. But think about how God may want to use you to reach somebody. How may God want to do something in your life right now? Maybe, again, you recently experienced a move. You're like, this is not exciting. I didn't want to do this. But maybe... Maybe because you've moved to a different community, maybe there's somebody God wants you to reach out to. Maybe God is placing you somewhere where you can thrive and do something incredible for him. It feels like your life's upside down, but maybe just view it like God has something for you to do here. Maybe, um... Maybe even you got grounded, right? You're like, why is that? Like, Maybe it was your fault. Maybe it wasn't your fault. I don't know. But you could be like, I don't want to deal with this. This isn't fair. I don't want to do it. But view it like, well, God, what would you have me do? How can I live on mission even though I'm grounded? Maybe I can repair my relationship with my parents. Maybe I could show them that I love them even though I'm not happy about this. Maybe you did go through a breakup like we said earlier. But maybe you can model godliness. Maybe your ex right now is posting about you on Snapchat and on Instagram and they're getting all their friends to talk to you and make you feel bad. But what you can do is think about, man, God, what do you have for me? God, what should I do? Instead of responding and stooping to their level, you can model godliness. You know, the Bible says that God is the God of all comfort. You can model what it's like. Um, to to have God's peace and comfort. Maybe, again, you're dealing with a jerk at school. It's the same thing. Instead of stooping to their level, instead of like kind of talking at them back or getting your friends to talk about that guy, you can just say, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. I'm, I'm gonna live the life God has for me, and you can model what that's like. Ask, man, God, what is your purpose for me in this situation? Maybe I'm not here for me. Maybe I'm here for somebody else. Even though I'm uncomfortable, how can you use me to reach someone else right now? And so your walkaway point for uh, for tonight is this. When life changes, look around you. When life changes, look around you. When life changes, which is all the time, don't just look at yourself. Don't just think about how, I I don't want to deal with it. Man, it's just part of life. Life is subject to change. So when life changes, look around you. Look around you. That's what Joseph did. He's in prison, but he was able to look around him. Just like Paul says, man, even though I'm suffering right now, I'm going to look around me and see what God has for me. So when life changes, look around you. So let me pray for you guys, and we'll go to small groups. Sound good? Awesome. God, thank you for tonight. Thank you that we could uh, be here, God, and uh, just uh, worship you tonight, have a chance to hear about what you've done in the lives of some people in our youth group, God. It was awesome being away at Winter Retreat, Lord, and like we said, sometimes that's how we grow, is just by sharing you. And Lord, that's what we saw in Joseph's story, God, that he shared you with somebody, even though he was uncomfortable, even though he was in a situation that he didn't deserve to deal with. God, he didn't focus just on himself. He learned to trust you and to look at other people, Lord God, and see what they're dealing with. And so help us to do the same thing, God. When we experience change, help us to look around us. God, maybe we're dealing with the change right now, but you're asking us to reach out to somebody. Maybe there's somebody that we can reach out to and share what you're doing in our life, even if we can't put our finger on it, just like Joseph. Like, man, I can't really say I know exactly what God's trying to do right now, but I know he's moved in my life. Would you help us, God, to be like Joseph when we experience change that we can look around us? Be with us the rest of tonight in your name. Amen.